Ah, it's time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for Ivan Drago to finally learn the lesson Rocky tried to tell him 30 years ago. That everyone can change. As we talk about Creed 2 on a brand new episode of the original Janksters. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Papa. Papa. <laughs> Peter Jank. <laughs> Peter Jank, who doesn't pop his peas because of that great, great, great protector. Uh, Oh, man, (laughs) it is. All right. So, yeah, as uh, as previously mentioned, we are at the at least currently the end of the Rocky franchise. Um, I'm pretty sure there'll be another one, (laughs) at least one more, I would imagine. Um, It seems like from what I've heard. Michael B. Jordan is definitely interested in making more. Um, I heard him on some podcast months ago and this movie's coming out and he's just like, yeah, let's make like 10 of them. <laughs> I don't think they'll get that far, but you know, <laughs> not against it. <laughs> I'm not completely for it either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, how did you feel about this movie? I, I gotta say, like, I like it, but I didn't quite love it. And I've seen it four times now and I still, I'm like, it's a good movie. I don't know if I can quite say great. This is where I go with this one. All right. So I consider Rocky one and Rocky two, basically one movie, one very, very long, boring movie. It's basically (laughs) the same, same thing in both movies. Uh, He's fighting the same guy and it's just, you know, different stories and stuff like that. Where number three with Clubber Lang is like, Oh, all right, we're stepping out of, the realm of one and two finally. And mm-hmm. that, that feels like more of a number two, like an actual sequel to me. That being said, this is that movie. This is Clover Lang. <laughs> huh? I mean, to me, the obvious parallel with this one is it's part Rocky two and part Rocky four. Yeah. Well, because you, kind of, you've got the elements of him, you know, getting married or I don't even know if they ever actually do get married. They never show a wedding. No, <laughs> they get engaged and have a baby, which is very Rocky too. Yep. Luckily with no coma this time. Uh, <laughs> but then you got Rocky four with the whole Drago thing, Yeah, which well, you got is the whole... great, but it seems like they're kind of jumping, uh, jumping uh, very far ahead with that because it's kind of hard to, I'm very curious where they go from here because you've already had Drago. Who's like, you know, the fucking strongest guy there is as his enemy in this one. So how do you up the ante in the next movie? (laughs) It's a very tough question. They're probably going to do from a different kind of country. That's why I was saying that this one felt more of a clever Lang movie, because when you, when you think about it, uh, number two, nobody Mm -hmm. You know, Mick died, obviously. Well, number two. Um, number not three. A, yeah, not a yeah. two. Uh, three or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mick dies in that one, but whatever. I was actually expecting Rocky to die in this movie because it was <laughs> so reminiscent of two. Um, where Rocky fights Clubber, doesn't win. Then he comes yeah. back and fights him again. All right, that's two. I mean, the only difference between three and four in the comparison of this movie is basically that he goes to Russia. That's it. I mean, there is, <laughs> there is that whole, you know, obviously tied to number four. Yeah. But besides that, this is literally the clever Lang movie. 
Uh, I mean, baby, yeah, there's certainly the elements of all three of those combined into this one movie. Oh, I don't know. For sure. I definitely get that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but it this, is a I mean, more than three. anything, this one feels like a spiritual sequel to Rocky Four. That's the biggest thing to me is it, it very much picks up where that one left off, even though there's been other movies in between. But the crazy thing, one of the things I do both respect and kind of in a way was one of the things I guess that let me down about this movie. Um, I like it. Like I said, I would like it and I dislike it at the same time is how serious they managed to take everything from Rocky four, <laughs> which we talked about kind of got, you know, as much as I love it, it's probably, you know, a little bit goofy. As far as the Rocky movie goes, it's, you know, that goes a little bit over the top, but this one managed to take all that and take it all very seriously, which on some level I really enjoy, but then in certain parts, I felt like it kind of lacked some of that same cheesiness and heart that Rocky four had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I like that they went (laughs) like more serious with this one. As mm-hmm. a whole, I don't like this one as much as the first one, I don't think. Yeah, um, I agree. They really stuck with the whole, like, I hated the name Adonis, but god damn, did they use that name <laughs> so many times in this movie. Like, I think I heard Rocky say <laughs> Donnie twice in the whole movie. Well, I think Bianca mostly calls him D. D and he calls She's her B. loving that D. And then <laughs> uh, D calls Rocky U, and then it's just everybody's letters. <laughs> Everybody's letters. It's true. You got to pay by the syllable. So they got to keep it short. Letters. <laughs> it's all about letters. Well, uh, well let's get into the, uh, the actual story here. Um, I guess spoiler alert. Uh, this is probably the newest one of these we've done in a long time. This movie only came out a couple months ago and just hit video fairly recently. So I will say, we're going to go deep into the plot here, so if you have not heard this, maybe skip ahead in the episode till uh, till we're done talking about it, or come back later. Um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> when you've seen it. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. So, this, uh, this movie came about. Um, the director is not the same director as the first one, which could kind of explain why this one didn't quite live up to the standards of that first one. Uh, the director of the first one is the guy who made black Panther. So he was off busy doing that, uh, when, you know, this movie was in production and whatever. So they were trying to get this movie done. So they had to get a new guy. Stephen cable jr. Is his name. Um, but the script this time, uh, Ryan Coogler both directed and wrote the script for the first one, but this one, the script co-written again. By Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It was him who wanted to uh, to bring Ivan Drago back and do all this. And uh, I thought it was a good idea because obviously this is something that had to happen. You got to call back to the Drago stuff given that this is Apollo Creed's son and what happened to his father. It's so insane good... like watching so closely both these movies and how old these people are <laughs> now. Yeah. Like, I can't believe how old Ivan Drago looks. Yeah, he really does. And he's like 10 years younger than Stallone, but still old. (laughs) So it just shows you how old Stallone really is. (laughs) Jesus. They're so old. Yeah, they really are. (laughs) But uh, so we open up the movie uh, in the Ukraine. As we see 
Victor Drago and his old, old father, Ivan Drago, waking up to get ready for their day as Drago just punches his son right in the stomach to wake him up right in the chest. Yep. <laughs> He's such a kind and caring father. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. <laughs> I guess it's important that they're in the Ukraine uh, living at this point because the Ukraine is kind of like used to be part of Russia. Oh, <laughs> but eventually broke off and became its own country. Which kind of shows how far Drago's fallen, and the Drago name is completely out of favor with the Russian government, and he's basically forced to live in this, you know, s- you know, subset of Russia. <laughs> I have quite the mess to clean up. <laughs> what happened? What was that noise? That was apparently uh, one of my board games that just decided to open, but only the back of it, and just spilled everything all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. We're listening. Good times. Go on. Uh, so, yeah, Victor Drago, he is also a fighter, uh, just like his old man. And it's clearly his dad has been pushing him very hard to try to rise up the ranks in Russia. And he, he's easily kind of beating everyone he comes up against over there. So he's he's doing his job well over there. And there's this shady con or uh, I was going to say concert promoter, but he doesn't promote concerts. Uh, the shady boxing promoter who's kind of keeping an eye on this. And he's clearly got some kind of agenda. Uh, we cut back to America as Creed is going up against stuntman Danny Wheeler. <laughs> who we saw in the last movie. Uh, they yep. kind of had their. They're scrapping the uh, the sparring session, and uh, Adonis lost his Mustang to him in that. He bet it and ended up losing, so he lost his Mustang. And now they are rematching, this time for the, the belt. <laughs> Give me the keys! Yeah. That's like the only thing he says in that scene I could actually understand. <laughs> he keeps saying a lot of things with the mouthpiece in and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what he said there. <laughs> Except give me the keys. Give me the keys! <laughs> so they're backstage they're uh they're having their you know pre-fight warm-ups and all that stuff uh there's a callback to the part in the first movie where donnie was all ready to go for the fight he had his gloves on and everything and then he couldn't or he realized he had to take a shit <laughs> yep so they had to like take it all off and he was like oh man i got shit real bad so uh bianca asked him if he took a shit yet <laughs> which i like that moment that's pretty good she does it in the sign language so nobody else knows. <laughs> so it won't embarrass him. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you don't like to talk about shit. I like to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so Rocky, you know, kind of calms him down. He's preparing him for the big fight. Uh, the title is on the line. Pretty Ricky Connolly, who, you know, he lost to in the last movie, is in jail at this point as... You know, basically what they had said in the last movie, he was going to jail. So he was going to have to vacate the title. And apparently since then, Donnie has won six more fights. Um, so he's kind of earned his shot here at the title against uh, Danny Wheeler. Well, I'm not sure. I guess he is the champion at this point. Oh, your mic cut out. <laughs> your oh. mic completely cut out after I guess he's the champion at this point. Oh, yeah, that's where I stopped talking. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's if the belt is just still, you know, vacated and they're waiting for somebody to actually win it or if 
Danny Wheeler is the champ at this point. Uh, well, I guess he's kind of got to be because he's, oh, or well, no, because he had to have been because it was a championship fight. So like, yeah, but like when, when some, if somebody vacates the title and it's just, you know, nobody has it. So I don't know if that means, oh, it's like, just the title fight to see who's going to get it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's six fights later for Donnie. So it seems like in the meantime, this, somebody would have had to have the belt. <laughs> that would probably take a little while. Yeah. So I don't know for sure, but yeah, so they're having a big championship fight anyway. That's what it all comes down to. Yep. <laughs> uh, the fight doesn't last all that long. Uh, Adonis kind of wins the fight uh, pretty, pretty easily. I mean, he looks a little shaky at first, but clearly like they keep saying that Danny Wheeler is past his prime. Um, that he's a little, you know, he's three years fighting this fight three years too late. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. So Heard it's not really before. much of a victory. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the problem with this. Uh, I mean, I like that they got him winning the title out of the way early because you got to do that if he's going to fight Drago, because obviously Drago doesn't have the title. So <laughs> you got to do something like that. If you want him to have the title, you got to do that, you know, early on. But none of the, really none of the fights kind of seem that climactic. <laughs> no, I mean, the last one ish. Yeah, even that one, though, it ends kind of weird. We're just like, oh, OK, now it's over. <laughs> like, there's not the huge fanfare that there usually is. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't stop the Cold <laughs> War at this one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, I'm glad he won the title. That's that's something. He didn't actually win. He's just an actor. <laughs> no, he won it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's a real person. <laughs> He's a real person. Just a, just an actor. <laughs> this is a true story, just like Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but my grandfather's sent to the Shadow Realm through a VCR. <laughs> that totally happened. <laughs> That's the same way my grandfather went. <laughs> <laughs> I wish to tell my grandfather's went. To the, well, I hope they're not in the shadow run, but through a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> VCRs have taken out most of our family. So then we see the fight end, and Adonis is happy, and he's like, yeah, I did it. I did a good thing. And then he's celebrating and all this stuff. And, of course, that shady uh, guy that I don't think we've ever gotten his name, but the shady black guy from the Russian match. Uh, I think it's like Buddy. It's Buddy something. Buddy Marcel, maybe. Oh, yeah. It's Buddy Marcel. Well, either way. Um, so, uh, he sees the fight as well and he's like, time to go tell him the news. So then, uh, we skip forward a little bit to where the celebration's happening, but basically we get to a point to where, uh, Drago shows up, um, not, not shows up, but is now making an announcement that he wants to fight the champion of the world. So he's like, I did like the scene when they first get to America and they kind of, they're bumming around Philadelphia, going to Rocky's old, you know, hot spots. Basically, they go to like see his statue and shit. They go up the steps, the famous steps, and they're just kind of looking down. And I kind of thought they were going to do more with that, where he was going to like, you know, they're going to show like, oh, this is this guy's training like Rocky now. Like it's kind of the tables have flipped and now he's the underdog and, you know, he's going to he's going to have to rise up. But they kind of didn't really play that out so much. Well, it would have been better. It would have been a great redemption story if the whole movie was flipped on its head and we had to root for the Russian. 
<laughs> would have been amazing. Yeah. An underdog Russian guy, basically just retelling of the first one, I guess. But oh um, man, so that would have been nuts. I would have loved it. <laughs> he kills Creed. <laughs> he's our new hero. <laughs> they cut to black at the end, and they's like it says Creed two, and then they just cross it out and it says Victor two. Oh uh, god, that would have been a way better movie, but. We got this instead. What a twist. If that was the M. Night Shyamalan version, he would have done that. Yep, that's true. Uh, that would have been <laughs> so good. But anyway, so we see them uh, kind of bebopping around, and uh, Adonis is basically saying that he wants to do this, but of course there's a lot of hesitation there. Um, oh, we forgot. We skipped over the part where he proposes to Bianca. Um, yeah, that happens Which is a nice moment night. where... Yeah, where him and Rocky are talking about it. he's trying to get some advice from, you know, Rocky, who's basically his father at this point, because he does, you know, his father's dead. Um, but he's kind of telling the story of how him and Adrian got engaged. And it's nice to hear him kind of reminiscent about that. Um, I always find that moment very touching. And uh, so he goes to do it, but he he's getting trying to get himself drunk to get up the courage to do it and stuff like that. And uh, he starts talking to her as she's out of the shower basically and clearly not looking at him or paying attention and you know also doesn't have a hearing aid in so everything he said just completely you know doesn't go and doesn't get hurt at all <laughs> yep so it's kind of awkward yep especially for me because i'm the viewer <laughs> yep um, but they eventually do get engaged and uh Yep, and then they have they, some sex, and clearly that was baby sex. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to see the sex, and I, I will say this, and I, I don't know if it's because I've seen it before in the other Rocky movies, but like everything was so predictable in this movie. Everything was so damn predictable in this movie. I'm yeah. trying to remember all the predictions that I made, and most of them came true throughout the whole thing. Like when they went to uh, the family uh, mm-hmm. or her mom's house or his mom's house. When they yep. go to L.A. or whatever, I immediately thought that his mom's probably like, yep, she's pregnant. And then lo and behold, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no shit. <laughs> of course, that's what yep. she is. And then um, I know like with uh, with Rocky's son, obviously, it's just like, oh, is he going to call him? Is he going to come? No, he's not going to call him the end of the fucking movie. And of course, that's what happens. <laughs> yep. There's a couple <laughs> of those in this movie. And I was like, oh, very predictable. But all right. But anyway, so um. So she or he wants to take on Drago. Drago shows up. Uh, Ivan Drago shows up at Adrian's, um, the restaurant, and meets up with Rocky. And we get like a cool like conversation with them. Anytime it's just the two of them, it made me very happy. I was like, yes, oh, I know. this is good stuff. And I like that is parts. such a great scene. Yep. Especially the fact that there are no pictures of the Drago fight on the wall. Like that was by far to me, like Rocky's greatest victory. Just the one where you're just like, how the fuck did he pull this one off? But he can't even look back at that one with any kind of pride or anything because it's just, it was just a mission of fucking revenge and hate that he just can't even think about because he still blames himself for Apollo's death. It's just so sad that like, this is the crowning moment of his career and he fucking can't even take any kind of, you know, acknowledgement out of that. Yep. It's pretty intense. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, they have a good old fashioned conversation about how he wants uh, his kid to fight, basically his kid. And they clearly don't like each other still. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, Does not go well. It's a very tense moment. It's it's probably easily the best scene in the entire movie is when the two of them meet back up. Yep. Um, I like the fact that he just comes into the restaurant. They're like, oh, there's some big guy like sitting back there. He said, you know him. (laughs) And he's just kind of like, is that you? (laughs) You're so old. (laughs) (laughs) And wrinkly. You used to be shiny. What happened? You were so shiny before. By the way. Is uh did did one of Victor's parents dye their hair? Because <laughs> they were both like huge blondes. How did they have this son who was like darkest of dark hair? <laughs> it just happens sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it totally happens. My grandparents <laughs> uh on the other side, like on my mom's side, they both had dark hair. And then my one aunt has blonde hair. She's the only one uh-huh. out of in all of the children uh, <laughs> who has blonde hair. And she looks just like my mom, so it's not like a weird, like, yeah. Are you sure that's the father? Yeah. But, I mean, they look identical, just not identical, but, I mean, very close to my mom's stupid face. And she just has blonde hair. <laughs> it's very strange. I think it's because yeah, it's a gene the, thing. I yeah, mean, I'm going to have to bust out one of those fucking T-squares <laughs> where they – Show you the genetic traits and show you what the odds are for each thing. Yeah, I see mean, see if that's possible. It could have been like my, maybe my grandma had a sister who was blonde, whose father was mm-hmm. blonde, so it could have just trickled down that way. Who knows? Yeah, but, that's uh, true. But either way, I see what you're saying. And this guy has very dark hair. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I will say there is a deleted scene that they didn't put on the DVD, which I don't know why, but there is footage of them filming it. Uh, but there's a deleted scene where after they're like in the hospital part where Adonis is in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, there's a like afterwards Rocky's leaving, you know, and he sees Drago and uh, like a film crew going up to kind of ambush Adonis. And he's just like, no, no, get the fuck out of here kind of shit. And uh, Drago takes a swing at Rocky, like hits him twice. And fucking Rocky starts hitting him back and shit till it gets broken up. I'm like, oh, my God, why didn't they put this in there? I definitely want to see those guys fight again, even if it's just for a couple seconds. I'm glad they didn't put that in there. That's too much. That's way too much. Well, yeah, that's nice, I guess, as a deleted scene. But I'm so glad that that's not in the movie. Because I'll tell you right now, that was never addressed again. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so so at this point, we know that Adonis is going to have a baby. He's going to get married. Whether or not he does so, I don't know. Um, his mother now <laughs> yeah. knows they've moved to L.A. Um, after he basically asked yet, Rocky yeah. to, uh, you know, coach him because Drago uh, and the well, he wants to fight Drago. Rocky says, "No, you shouldn't fight Drago." Yeah. Um, not which and, this is my probably my other favorite scene in the whole movie is where they're having their talk outside of the house. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of the scene Rocky had with his son, where you gave him the whole speech about yeah. life, uh, you know, hitting you harder than anybody and shit. That's how winning is done. But it's kind of reminiscent of that, and uh, it's just a really great scene. He says some probably the best lines in the movie are from this scene where he's just talking about like you know your father died right here in my hands and shit, and then he's like. Like, well, he's like, why is it different when I try to fight these Russians than when you did it? And he's just like, like, I didn't have any other choice. Like your father, you know, died in my hands and stuff. And he's just like, that when I fought that guy, 
Like he broke things in me that have never been fixed. Like that line fucking yeah. hits me every time. Cause that finally the kind of mentions the whole brain damage thing again, which they kind of seem like they dropped, but clearly, you know, it did leave some kind of lasting impact on his, you know, on his brain there. Yeah, that's true. So that was a good callback. Um, yeah, that seems really good. Um, but unfortunately Rocky does not want him to, fight him and he's obviously very upset about this he's like oh you don't think i could win you don't think i could win and rocky's like you know he's hesitant he's very hesitant because he he probably thinks he might but at this moment at this time no and he knows that this guy is a much bigger much stronger much taller uh opponent than he's ever had to face before he's fighting old people this guy is not old (laughs) like he's clearly i mean I get the fact that he would say no, because I mean, you can tell how much Apollo's death still affects him and how bad he feels that he didn't throw in the towel when he should have that. If there's any chance of that happening again, he just doesn't want to be there and doesn't want to be any kind of part of this because he can't go physically cannot go through that again. So I get it. I get it. Why you would be kind of a little scared, even if you thought, Oh, maybe you could win. Maybe you can't, but I think just the chance of that happening is more than he's willing to risk, which I totally get. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but at this point, you know, Donnie thinks, you know, you know, screw Rocky at this. I, I hate when he does this, but yeah, it, it, it just back and forth all the time. He's like a spoiled little brat, but he's like, oh, well, screw <laughs> yes. you, Rocky. I'm going to go to L.A. So he moves to L.A. And that's where he has the conversation with his mom about the baby and both Drago. Uh uh, and then we kind of move forward, I guess. I mean, the rest of it. Uh, well, he goes fillerish. to see little baby Duke, <laughs> Duke's son, uh, to try to get him to train him for this fight. Uh, since he doesn't have rock anymore, he needs someone to train him now, which I mean, it's kind of weird that like this guy was just training, you know, stunt man who he was just fighting against. <laughs> and now he's going to take this guy on. Yeah. But I mean, given all the history with their fathers, it does make sense that he would try to do that. Um, I like the guy who plays Duke Jr. Uh, He was also on The Wire, which Michael B. Jordan was, too, when he was a kid. Um, He's not I definitely don't like him as much as like the old Duke. Um, that guy was just so great and excitable. Whereas this guy is very like super laid back. Like he always seems like he just smoked all the kush. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He's very different. Yeah, um, but he does he does uh, say that he wants to start training him. So they do start training, and it's not like, I mean, it's it's not intense training. I mean, there is some training going on, but it's nothing like, I, it doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to get him prepared for this fight. So, yeah, it's it's not like bad though. It's not like this is Rocky three at the beginning where he's kind of half-assing it and shit like that. Like, yeah, this was legit training. He wasn't distracted and all that kind of stuff. He was trying and he was doing everything. Like, I did like the parts where stuff. he's yeah. <laughs> I like the under the water like shadow boxing and shit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I enjoyed that, that quite a bit. Go to a Holiday Inn. <laughs> Someone's going to swim by you. Ow. That man punched me. <laughs> What's he me. doing under the water? Why is he throwing punches? I'm just punching all the kids. All I see is a flurry of hand motion under the water. I can't tell I like if where he's this is going. shadow boxing or raving. Just tell him to get out of the pool, please. He's hurting people. <laughs> How is he doing this? He hasn't come up for air in like 12 minutes. 
Um, but anyways, so he's doing his training and he's getting ready for the fight. And then we move to the fight. Um, so we get to the fight and the two of them are, you know, doing their weird entrances and stuff like that. I don't even think Victor Drago even had an entrance. He just walked in and then the other guy. <laughs> Pretty much. None of the entrances in this movie were very spectacular, which I guess, like I said, I, I you know, it was a huge part of Rocky four was the entrances and they definitely made you feel something. Even if in your case, it was the feeling that you didn't like this, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> this one there is just very plain and kind of unmemorable. I like he just the, kind of had some slight light show, I guess. But I like that's Donnie's late uh, the his last entrance uh, when uh, whatever her name is Belinda starts singing for him. <laughs> Linda Carlisle from the Go Go's. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that one. But anyway, so um, so then uh, Adonis the rapper starts walking in and does his entrance, and he. Uh, uh, they both get into the ring. You can tell that it's definitely a fight. Speed versus strength. But yeah. speed uh, definitely doesn't uh, get you anywhere in this in this <laughs> fight. It doesn't even look like he's nope. doing that much speedy stuff. In the later fight you do. But in this one, it's just like he's accepting the punches. Um, I mean, the fights yeah. are good. They're definitely better than, you know, choreographed-wise, better than the old Rocky movies. But it just... I don't know what it is, but this fight just did not, like, make me happy. <laughs> no. I mean, it's not just, like, Donnie lost. It was, like, I don't – it's, like, this is stupid to watch. Yeah, I get you. Like, they do the CGI background for the fans again, like, in the audience. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Is, yeah, it's kind of distracting. But also, I feel like as they try to get more realistic with these fights, you lose a lot of the emotion that goes along with it that happened in like the montages and the cool music and all that kind of stuff. They kind of lost a lot of that element of it. And to try to make it look more like a real fight on HBO, which is nice and all, but that's not why I go to the movies. If I wanted to see that, I would just watch HBO fucking fights. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like, I've heard this, the director of this movie interviewed a bunch. Um, and every time he brings up, this thing called, oh, on the set, we had this thing, like this cheese meter. Like, we didn't ever want to go over it, so it gets too cheesy. So it seems like he was very acutely aware of trying not to be cheesy and fucking over the top. And I think that was kind of to the film's detriment, because he could have used a little bit more of that. I'm not saying he has to fun up, fucking run up a mountain. <laughs> like, I get that that's way too far. <laughs> it's true. You don't need that again, but you need a little bit of that. I was expecting it. <laughs> it's expecting mountain. That was one of my predictions that did not pan out. <laughs> so he just runs on a road. Like, oh, <laughs> not even any cool motocross guys this time. Just an old man driving a car. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the fight happens. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, but you could definitely see the power of this Victor guy. And he is just beating yeah. the shit out of uh, Adonis. Uh, the crazy thing is, is like during, the, I think somewhere in the middle of the fight, what is it? Three rounds, I think. Two or three rounds, I think they three were. Three or four, I want to say. Well, he gets his ribs broken, like in the middle of this. <laughs> and you could feel the impact from this punch because you're just like, oh, that's going to sting. Um, yeah. But it's, I, it's like one of those things. It's like, stop the, you're, you're obviously not <laughs> losing. You're dying. Just stop the fight. <laughs> 
Yeah, like this, these people are very hard headed. Well, even <laughs> even if that's the case, even like at the end when Ivan uh, stops the fight, I mean, it's like, come on, use your damn brain. Like he's not, he's stupid. He's being getting the shit beat out of him. He has zero judgment at this point in time. Stop the <laughs> fight. Like when his ribs were broken, stop the fight. <laughs> <laughs> the refs, you would think, like would have stepped in by that point. Like they oh, keep yeah. on being like, oh, you got to show me something or I'm going to call it. But <laughs> meanwhile, they're dying. <laughs> this is so stupid. But yeah, Adonis gets his ass whooped. Um, yeah. Really bad to There's the point to where he's got kidney failure awful. or got a punctured kidney. He's got broken ribs. His face is completely fucked up. Um, yeah. So he, he – uh, I- at the end of the fight, it basically ends by him kind of going down and he's fucking on his hands and knees and Drago still just keeps fucking coming and punches him right in the face as he's kneeling there on the ground, which gets him disqualified. Right. Which does not mean he gets the title, which means the title is still uh, Donnie's. But yeah, it's hard to feel like a champion when you're fucking lying there in bed with everything broken. Right. So this comes the most boring part of this movie where it's the whole <laughs> Physical therapy and healing and the back and forth of, oh, what should I do? Oh, yeah. bro, it, this this part of the movie dragged so bad. Granted, it's like one of those things that's like it had to drag just to see him heal back. But it's like, I wish it just said three years later or something. <laughs> <laughs> three years later. He's just fucking doing jumping jacks at that point. Yeah. I'm having a good time. I mean, I get why it's there. You got to have them fall so that they can rise back up again. It's the whole Batman thing all over again. Why do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn to get back up or whatever the fucking quote is. So I get why so they, they can put watch that the in there. Burn. But yeah. <laughs> but maybe it doesn't need to be so long. Uh, I could definitely see that point. Uh, one thing before we move on, though, I did want to mention what the fuck? I don't know why they made the choice of having Rocky turn the TV off as Donnie is laying there possibly dead. Like, I get that he doesn't want to watch another Creed die, but how do you turn the TV off when this guy who's like your son could be dead and you want to find out? It's not even like they showed him checking Twitter. They're like, oh, is he, what's updates? <laughs> it's clear that he like, doesn't know what a Twitter is. He just, yeah. he only knows ball. Ball and fedora. <laughs> That's all he knows. <laughs> So, I mean, I think you'd be a little invested in seeing how this turns out. Not just like, oh, I'll find out later <laughs> to be continued. What an exciting season finale of Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next season to see who Negan beats up now. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but either way. So the fight basically ends with and then he's going through a bunch of physical therapy uh, he's kind of shut down. Even Belinda's like, I'm a little worried about him. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's very worried about him. Rocky even shows up at the hospital, like you already mentioned, where uh, he's, uh, you know, the fight had happened and Adonis wants nothing to do with Rocky. He's pissed off that he wasn't there in his corner. He's like, oh, you knew this would happen. You know, being a little, being a little bitch. <laughs> yep. Um, he's very much being a baby at this so point. He's going- I, did, I did like that, that scene. Rocky's like, Oh, hey, Duke, you know, you did a good job. Like, did he really? <laughs> this fight went pretty badly. I don't know if he did a, that good of well, a job. Well, Rocky's the kind of guy who's like, hey, Duke, you did a bad job. <laughs> I don't think he's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we uh, we kind of move forward a little bit uh, where he's uh, 
where Duke actually shows back up and he says, "Hey, man, uh, you need to do something because you, you need to choose a fight or fight Drago. Or you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be Drago, but somebody because yeah, not, you, you have somebody. to concede the belt over." Um, so basically, he's like, all right, yeah, I'll go train. That would be nuts if they're just like, I'm just going to hold on to this belt, never find anyone, so I just get to keep it forever. Fuck all you losers. That is definitely a Kevin Jank move if I've ever heard one. That would be. I didn't say I would do it. I know you would, though. I know for a fact you would. That you do that on a lot of stuff. Like, why would I ever give this up? Why would I fight anybody? This is mine now. <laughs> I'm the world champion for lot forever. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing they have rules to prevent that. Yep, that's true. And he's about to break those rules. But um, we see them in the parking lot at Duke's gym. He's like, yeah, I'll be in a, in a second to go work out. And then we get to another boring part where he doesn't go and work out. He just drives away like I do at a movie theater. Um, <laughs> basically, what ends up happening Dang. after that is uh, Rocky calls – Gets a call or it's called well, either way, Rocky shows back up into LA and has a good heart to heart conversation. First off, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Rocky is still in old man mode where most of his scenes in this movie, he's very concerned about the light outside of his building and why it's not lit up anymore. This is and he's just calling the city and this trying is to be the like the second hey, best scene not. in the movie. Easily the second best scene in the movie is him arguing <laughs> with the city about the light. Love yep. that scene. So good. That's he's when you just, know you're truly old. That's just living. He's just living, and I love it. <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, while he's doing this, he gets a letter in the mail from uh, from Marianne Creed saying that he still needs you. You know, please do something. <laughs> do anything. <laughs> please give him a handy. That's what he needs right now. Uh, so he goes out to L.A. and finally has another heart-to-heart conversation with uh, Donnie at this time uh, where he does the best he can to try to convince him to, you know, yeah, I'll be there. You know, let's do this. Let's train him. Let's, let's get you yeah. going. Let's let, let's do some straight-up montages. But if you're going to want to fight, <laughs> what is – like, uh, man, what is the exact quote? You probably have it written down or something. But the exact quote of where it's like if you're going to fight somebody different, you got to change the way you fight then or something like that. Oh, I mean, there's something about like your natural style just won't work with this guy. Um, I know he says that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, he's like, oh, so you could do better. And Rocky's just like, yeah, I won, didn't I? <laughs> I like that. But then they have he a takes good laugh. Him, but he takes him to an area to where it is a different way of not just fighting, but training. He's, he's wait first before we move on. Uh, that scene is also where he kind of tells, you know, things that we've heard little bits and pieces of throughout this movie with Rocky talking to Adrian at, at her grave about like, he almost tried calling their son, but he, he couldn't. Um, and so he kind of tells Donnie in this scene, like, yeah, you know, like I've, you know, you, you've mentioned what kind of great decisions have I made recently. And it's got me thinking like, like I made a lot of mistakes too, you know, like i I wasn't even there for when my grandson was born and all this stuff. And he's like, I keep trying to call my son, but I just, I can't do it. Um, and so you kind of find out the truth about all that a little bit more. And you keep kind of teasing whether he's going to go call his son or not and try to mend fences on that. And, uh, right as they are kind of concluding their, their little talk and they're back on good terms again, they get the call that Donnie's kid is being born. Bianca has gone into labor 
Um, and I did like the little part where they're like talking about like what they're going to name the kid. And <laughs> Rocky's just like, how about something simple like Becky or Kate? And Donnie's just like, you know, she's going to be black, right? <laughs> Kate Creed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Why does being black have to mean you have to have a bizarre name? Is that a thing? That's a good question. Because I've never, like, I've always wondered why there's eight syllables in a black woman's first name. <laughs> and if it, if the reason is being black, the reason, that's strange <laughs> to me. The reason is you. Oh. Thank you, Hoobas Tank. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, so the baby's finally being born. Uh, its name is yes. Samara from The Ring. And... <laughs> uh, Oh, speaking of, we didn't, we glossed over a scene earlier where they're like, they first found out about the baby and, uh, Bianca's just kind of like, what if the baby can't? And as the audience, I'm sure we figured out what she's talking about, but that kind of reminds me of like why there's so many communication problems between men and women. A lot of the times (laughs) is women will just ask things and expect you to know what they're talking about without finishing the question or, you know. Yep. specifying what they mean. <laughs> and of course the man will be in very, very big trouble. If he says, can't what? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. Anymore. I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't a full question. That was not a sentence. What if she can't? <laughs> can't eat dairy. <laughs> <laughs> can't watch can't Teletubbies be because it's been discontinued. <laughs> can't What? But if the baby can't change herself for the first year. But of course she's referring to can't hear or has the hearing issue that uh, Belinda has. So now we fast forward back to here where after the baby's born, they're doing all sorts of tests on her hearing. And it seems like I'm not entirely sure, but it seems like the baby's just straight up deaf and not having hearing (laughs) issues. Sure seems like it. But they of don't, course they don't. Yeah, they never that. do. <laughs> it's true. It's a lot of not. I mean, she things. does have little baby hearing aids later on, so I'm guessing she must have some hearing, at least with the hearing aid. I don't know. Otherwise, but, why bother wearing them if you're just totally deaf? <laughs> who cares? So, um, so the baby's born, <laughs> and now we get to the good training, to the good, good training, <laughs> the good montage. Is it though? Is it <laughs> the better montage out of this entire movie? Yes. It's honestly. So- I think I like the first one better. <laughs> oh no, this one was better. This one. Was better. I that's that's kind of where this one lost me is like I love the training montages in these movies. That's kind of what gets me to the theater for the most that's one of the main things at least. And like that's what gets me jazzed up for that final fight whereas this one just kind of fell flat to me. They were all uh, like that. This one also feels flat to me. It doesn't seem uh, like, like this did not get me hyped, just like the first one. This did not get me ready, just like the first one. But I, the only thing I liked about this one, it was different than every other montage we've ever seen in this series. That's why I like yeah. it. The same thing, I guess, I mean, I don't know if we saw Rocky fighting in a swimming pool, but it's just like, that was like, okay, no, he's doing like did. stuff in a gym. It's like, all right, whatever. Where this one's like completely in a different element, different location. And I liked that just for that. But this one, I agree with you. I, for some reason, this movie never g- gave me the hype as either the first movie did or any of the yeah. Rocky movies did. This one's just like, eh, I, I get it. <laughs> it's, I don't know what it was. It wasn't. I, 
I think a lot of it has to do with both the editing of this scene and especially the music. The music was very not doing it for me. Just this like Hallelujah Jesus song was not very inspirational and getting me hyped for a fight. <laughs> nope. That's that's not that's not what that's for. You know who um, I did they, get hyped for is when Drago's uh montage happening i think in the first one when he's doing all the crazy rope stuff and the, yep. oh that's what got me hyped that was pretty great and i even liked in that first montage the end where it kind of ends with him with uh donnie like boxing that or uh you know the one the big fat guy's holding the pads and donnie's like punching him real fast and shit like i thought that was cool like he was just so fast <laughs> yeah i like the training in the uh the the desert one though because they had to keep their foot in the tire because they had to fight toe to toe and i thought yep. that was cool i liked the running in that the part desert. was cool and i liked that i mean it's nice to see him actually boxing <laughs> which a lot of these training things tend to be just you know like strength things but not involving actual fighting yeah so it was nice to see that um yeah, it was cool seeing him out of his element. Or just the sledgehammering, the dirt, like, I'm that sure that stupid. probably works muscles that you don't think of, but it just looked dumb. <laughs> yes, I agree. I wish he was, like, hitting a uh, a tire or hitting, yeah, like, a giant, a like, barrel or cement. That would have been cool, <laughs> but just him hitting dirt. Now, I do know that, that, yes, you are correct. It definitely works out the muscles, but it's not interesting to watch at all. Nope. At all. <laughs> Not so much. Or like if he was like John Henry and hitting spikes in a railroad uh, yeah. on the rails, that would have been cool. <laughs> Anything other than just hitting dirt to save money in the movie, it seemed like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and even him running, like, all right, I mean, I get running in the desert. It's going to be fucking terrible. But he, I don't know, it's just kind of running on a flat road. <laughs> it was just kind of like, uh, oh, no, this isn't, I liked it a I little mean, I bit. I get that it's, yeah, I get that it's hard, but it. It's not impressive so much. It's very impressive, but it's again not fun to watch. Running yeah. in the desert is horrible, and I speak it's from not experience. Visually striking. But it is not something that is fun to watch because it's not like <laughs> he's running up a mountain. It would have been cool if he was running through a jungle and a bunch of monkeys and Shia LaBeouf were like swinging above him. <laughs> but that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you like how it's amazing in this movie, but it's not amazing in Indiana Jones Four. <laughs> It would have been amazing to watch monkeys and Shia LaBeouf <laughs> in this movie, but not in any Oh, God. I'm trying to think what else they did in this montage. I guess hitting him with the medicine ball, that was fine. But I think they needed to speed up, like I said, with the editing. Let's like speed it up the editing a little bit more. And it was more quick cuts. Like I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit more just from that and with better music. Yes. Like if I still had that Windows like video maker thing and I could get this scene and like chop it up and add new music, I bet I could make it a lot better. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Hey there, fancy pants. Play the songs that make us dance. Play the tunes that make ladies swoon. Because Rocky Four has my all-time favorite music of this entire series. So when this is like the sequel to that, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be amazing. But pretty much across the board, this one let me down on the music front. Yes. <laughs> there There's, was nothing nothing good. There was only the one time where the Rocky music shows up, and I think that's during the last fight, and that's when I got hyped. Yeah. Anytime that music and shows up, it's such up, a it's weird time, so, though. Yeah, it is. Like They used it so weird. It's like, oh, man. Even that, like, I should be loving this, but they used it wrong. It's like... We're watching this fight. Nobody's happy. And they're like, hurry, put the Rocky music in. <laughs> we got to do something. That's what it felt like. <laughs> um, <sighs> so 
we get done with the montage and they they do oh i should state so during this entire time uh so uh victor's one and uh ivan drago is kind of basking in the glory and yeah. Oh, yeah. all his life he's basically been told that he's been forgotten he's been shunned even his wife and his you know obviously victor's mother has left mm-hmm. them. Everybody's left them after the loss of that fight. As in, everybody remembers Rocky, but they all want to forget or have forgotten Ivan Drago. Um, yeah. But of course, now, since- especially after his like temper tantrum, where he's just like, "I fight for me," and he like threw the fucking Russian, oh yeah, diplomat guy. So it's like, well, clearly they're not going to be happy with this guy afterwards. So- he's kind of thrown away his entire career as long along with that politician. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so at this point, after Victor has won, now he's basking in the glory. The limelight's on the two of them, and Ivan's just soaking it up. And Victor's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, these are people who hated you. These are people who have forgotten you. These are people yep. who left you. And even his mother shows up, which is crazy that the same actress showed up. Like, I yeah. actually had to look it up, and it's crazy. that Didn't you say that that was Rocky's ex? Yeah, they got it. It was a bad divorce. Like she's still I saw an interview recently with her on like Larry King Live or whatever his show he's doing now where he, she was just like talking mad shit about him. Like he was the worst husband to me in those years. And then he was like, well, do you have any advice for like young actors or whatever? She's like, yeah, don't marry Sylvester Stallone. It's <laughs> like she kept harping on it. Like she hates his fucking guts. So the fact that she would come back to do another Rocky movie is fucking insane. Yeah, I could not believe that because I remember you saying that they were together and it was bad. And I was like, I no way is that the same the same actress. And I mean, she does not look like the same actress. She looks like the <laughs> she looks devil. like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know how drago could still be kind of pining after her at this point i'd be like "Ooh, dodge the bullet man mm, she's my great fox <laughs> um yeah she is she's pretty bad in this movie um <laughs> she just doesn't look like this it's so crazy that like women age like milk <laughs> i'm not saying men, men do much better they just get like chunkier yeah, about with and wrinkly and uh, longer but women just they they still look like each other. This lady looks completely different. <laughs> she looks like she got beat up by one of the one of the statue things from uh, Easter Isle, and then became a statue thing from Easter <laughs> Isle and stayed there for years. It better so she turns into one when the moon is full. It's <laughs> the new monster of the week next week. Tune in. It's going to be the Easter Isle heads just running around, just trying to bite people. Aha, now you're mine and cursed. <laughs> I know how to we just bite them back. <laughs> Turn them into people. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I just I can't stop like getting the image out of my head. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> so she's she even shows back up, and you know it seems more glorified to, uh, you know Victor than it is to Ivan because Ivan's just loving this. He's finally getting the attention back, and uh, all that's happening. So basically, we move on to the last. He's clearly part. just kind of been using his son and for all these years, just trying yeah. to earn himself a place back in the uh, the old old ranks of the country. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, but we move on to the next fight or to the last fight. And, you know, obviously a lot of uh, we have to move it to Russia this time. That's very important because uh, yeah. the, the exact same thing that happens in the fir- or the fourth movie, which is weird that he even has that like authority. Like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> like, he's the challenger. Like, you don't get to set fucking terms. <laughs> right. Well, you have to like, fight me in just Russia. Be like, all right, no. we'll fight, but it's got to be here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, how you're about I'm the me. champion? <laughs> you fight in a sewer. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't make any sense. There was um, no, like the first one, at least there was a reason. Cause like he was getting death threats and shit over here. All right. I can understand that. And it wasn't for the title anyway, this one, it really didn't make any sense. Yep. And I, they didn't even like really play it up much. You know, the first uh, Rocky four, like he's actually there training in Russia and shit. Like clearly Creed trained in America in the desert and then they get there. And I guess the crowd is hostile against him a little bit, but not nearly as bad as fucking. Yeah. Rocky had it. (laughs) They really hated him here. They're just kind of like, man, it's just another fight. (laughs) Yep. Um, But yeah, so we get uh, uh, the entrance where Belinda starts singing for Adonis, and then uh, we also have Victor. There, everybody's in the ring already. Um, <laughs> I uh, just cut to that. Yeah. Uh, so we get into the ring, and then they start doing the fights. Uh, you know, uh, Ivan's ex-wife is there this time, uh, kind of rooting or rooting him on. Again, that'll be important, kind of important, vaguely important towards the end. I thought it was going to be more. <laughs> important but it didn't get as important like i thought it was gonna be like one of those like 90s movies like oh Mm -hmm. it's gonna go that direction another prediction that was wrong but um so basically um so they start fighting and uh adonis looks definitely better he wins the first round basically just uh on his speed he's he's much faster than uh drago is so they're yeah He's kind of getting the, uh, the the hit on him on this first round, but Rocky gives him some great sound advice, like, "Hey, you won that one. Now he's coming after you." So, yeah. um, so he says, "You need to you need to watch out for the right arm. Once the right arm extends, there's your opening." Well, uh, Drago's saying, "Bait him with the right arm." So now it's like this really cool. Like, I, I loved the talk in between rounds. Yes. In the beginning. That was super cool. You actually hear coaching and great advice. And you're as a viewer, that's what we're looking for now. We're looking mm-hmm. at both of these uh oppositions happening. Like, oh, he's he's looking for the extension of his right arm, where Drago's telling him bait him with the right arm and come across with the left. It's such a cool, cool scene when that stuff happens, because it's like yes. I want more of that now. I just want more of that. Because in the other Rocky movies, you kind of get some of that, but it's like the stuff that they're saying and the advice that they're giving is like, well duh. Hey, you got to get in there. Try not to get hit. Okay. Yeah, got it. Don't take those punches. Oh, that's the middle one. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, it is nice to see them kind of having like a chess match almost where they're trying to out strategize each other. And it does kind of show you how good of a trainer Rocky is at this point. Like he's been doing this whole boxing thing his entire life. He may not be the brightest man in the world. And when it comes to day to day things, but fucking boxing, he is the, the wisest there is. It seems like he's got, he's got his, uh, he's got his head on him, but so they get back in there and definitely Victor rocks his socks off in round two. Um, yeah. Drago's advice definitely worked. Uh, or Ivan's advice definitely worked for Victor and, uh, you know, definitely rocks his socks off. But 
I think I don't think there's any more advice. I mean, there's some stuff that's in there, but it, it, now it's just one of those like montages of round after round where they're both kind of one wins around the next one wins around, and it's going back and forth, yep. very reminiscent of Rocky's and uh, Ivan's fights, where it's just going round yeah. and round, round and round. But Creed is definitely losing. If there if it was good to go to a scorecard, it would you know pretty much definitely go for Victor. Um, he's fallen a couple of times. Yes, <laughs> as is the the pattern in these movies, he's kind of, you know, ended up on the ground a couple of times, but gotten back up. And then, then this is the part now he's definitely getting Victor some licks that, I mean, there's times where like Victor's getting whacked in the face to the point to where now he's finally bleeding, which again yeah. reminds me of the fourth movie again, where it's just like, Oh, he is bleeding. He's just a man. Um, but of course they don't say that because apparently the cheese <laughs> meter had been, it would have gotten too high, too high. Yeah. To say something like that. <laughs> God, forbid we have any emotion um so we uh they're going back and forth and at some point finally donnie gets some really good punches in and uh the round ends ivan says break him so that apparently is reminiscent of the first fight which i didn't put two and two together i was like aren't you always trying to break break him Like, what's the point? Like, all right, oh, hit for the ribs. We're about eight rounds yeah. in, and you want me to hit for the ribs now. Got it. I'll do that. <laughs> That's round one knowledge. <laughs> Why do I have to wait for two words to be said to me to break him? Well, I think uh, what he does is, I guess it was kind of illegal, where he kind of holds him and then hits him in the ribs, yeah, but, but somehow he gets away anyways. with it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of bullshit. So I guess they didn't want to go for that, like, round one, because it's, you know. You're fucking doing illegal shit. You better wait till you're really in a desperate position before you start busting that out. Yeah, I guess. But either way, so I, or Victor goes in there, breaks his ribs again, or at least that's what we think. It looks like that's what's happened. Um, yeah, sure does. Uh, and now Donnie's probably should throw in the towel. But, of course, somehow his heart is bigger than his brain. <laughs> Um, and, <laughs> and his gallbladder is the biggest of them all. Yeah. And apparently once you break your ribs and you're in this state, your arms get much stronger or at least your <laughs> right arm anyways, because then Donnie goes in there and it's like the same thing from the first movie where like he'll get, he gets knocked down at some point and he's basically down for the count, but it's all this like stuff that he's been hearing and all this motivation and he's down there yeah. and then all this stuff's going on. I thought he was going to be possessed again and just rise up. <laughs> Like that would have been demon. amazing. That was the best part of the first one. Um, this one's not nearly as cool where he has like a temper tantrum on the ground. Yep. And just kind of starts pounding at oh, the floor. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a big baby. He really did. Oh, my God. But, yeah, we watched the big baby cry, and then he gets back up. And he this apparently this this kind of gets him into the 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 head of I'm going to punch him as hard as I can with this right and just keep getting into his face. And he keeps doing that. And he finally knocks uh, Drago down. He's not out for the count, though. He gets back up. And I think the round ends shortly after that. And then the next round happens and that happens again. He knocks him back down. Yeah. Um, and he gets this is back around up. the time where they finally play the Rocky music, and it's just very weird because it's like when he first knocks him down, I guess they just kind of and it just kind of ends, <laughs> just like yep. oh, that's it. <laughs> and it's like the match isn't even over now. It's not, or it's not like a big comeback where he's just hammering at him with a bunch of blows. It's like, like we're watching a once. guy. Yeah, we're watching a guy sit there try to get up, and you're playing the Rocky music. <laughs> 
Like, that seems a little unnecessary. Like, why don't you just play that when I'm, like, fucking trying to get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> Look at this. It's the most and now amazing my alarm thing clock ever. will change. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he knocks him down twice. And then at the end of this next round, he basically is just laying into him, just pounding him in the corner. And Victor's can't get out of this corner. And Don is just going to town to the point to where Ivan finally decides to step in and throws in the towel and calls, yeah. the, uh, calls the match. And, um, uh, well, Donnie wins. <laughs> True story. Yeah, I did kind of like, I mean, I like the way they ended it for sure. That is kind of cool that we had Drago throwing in the towel. Um, and finally showing some, you know, genuine concern for his son, uh, and kind of trying to learn to be a better person. It's not like, this is a fucking Darth Vader thing. We're like, it's like, Oh, he's redeemed. Now he wasn't that bad of a guy after all. <laughs> like, no, he was still a fucking asshole. <laughs> he murdered a guy, showed no remorse. And then was a complete dick to his son for 30 fucking years. <laughs> oh, two things. Pretty big asshole, but at uh, least he's trying to be a better person. Hopefully I can remember this second thing, but the first thing. So, as I said, so, um, uh, after, I, uh, Victor gets knocked down the first time, his mom is like talking to, I'm assuming her new husband or somebody or whatever. Basically, yeah. you, and you can't hear what they're saying, but she's like, "Oh, you know, this isn't. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> this is fucking losers. What a, what a piece of shit." <laughs> so the second time he gets knocked down, she's like, "Yeah, he, he's a piece of shit. He's a low life, just <laughs> like his father." And she gets up and gets out of there. Now this this is what reminded me of the '90s. I thought that Victor was just gonna just straight up say, "You know, screw it, fuck it." I'm going to throw in the towel. I thought that that's what was going to happen and because he's like, what am I fighting for? Even my mom doesn't love me kind of thing. Even oh. though that would have been just so stupid. <laughs> um, would have. But it's like he gave up anyways after he found out his mom wasn't there. <laughs> no, I think he was actually – he was trying. Uh, he was just so fucking rocked at that point. Like they mentioned before that he had never been in a fight that lasted more than like three rounds or something like that because he just – you know, basically knocks people out so quickly. So clearly he was very gassed by this point. He just didn't have the, oh, the stamina true. to kind of go that, yeah. that long. Uh, so, but he, very he had this style. determination and that he wasn't going to fall down. <laughs> he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking stand here if, as long as I possibly can, because I'm not going to let this guy beat me. The second thing I got to bring up is they said it in this movie. That Apollo died in 1985. They called it the 1985 fight, which means <laughs> that true. Adonis wasn't born yet and hadn't been born for two more years after that fight. So that just <laughs> proves my point that the timeline is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have to fudge it a little bit. Although they never said this movie took place in 2018. <laughs> Could be 2016. <laughs> <laughs> okay you don't know <laughs> but anyway there is a uh a deleted scene on the dvd um that i really wish they would have left in there where after the fight uh victor is just kind of in his dressing room just sitting there looking super depressed and uh donnie comes walking by and kind of sees him there and he goes in and kind of sits next to him and actually kind of consoles him a little bit. And he's just kind of like, you know, I've been where you are. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but you're more than just one fight. We both are. And then 
uh, <laughs> Ivan comes in and kind of sees him there and they kind of stare daggers at each other. And uh, <laughs> Donnie gets up and kind of walks away. And then Drago's kind of going to give, you know, his son a towel. Rocky comes by. He's walking out, too. And he just kind of looks at Drago. Drago kind of gives him a slight little nod. And Rocky looks like he's going to say something, but doesn't and just turns around and walks away. And I wish they would have kept that in there because I kind of like that. He's that, you know, Donnie is trying to console Victor Drago and try to keep him from, you know, completely giving up on himself that he doesn't hate this kid. Cause really it's not Victor's fault. What happened to Donnie's dad to no. Apollo. So I did like that. He's kind of trying to be a bit, a bigger person by reaching out to this guy and giving him some encouragement when he needs it. I would have rather just had the Ivan and Rocky scene in there. <laughs> That's all. I, I would have wished I wanted them both. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we should mention it after the fight in the actual movie. Uh, there's a weird moment, which I noticed even when I first saw this movie, where Rocky's just like, he doesn't want to get in the ring with Donnie's just like, it's your turn now. It's your time now, kid. And he just kind of sits there, puts his hat on and kind of slow zoom on his back. And it's just like, oh, shit, this is going to be it for Rocky, isn't it? This is him officially passing the torch and. It's all Donnie now and he's done, which since, you know, about a week after the movie hit theaters, Stallone said basically, yeah, I'm done. I'm retiring as as the character of Rocky Balboa. Uh, this will be Creed 2 is going to be my last movie uh, as this character. Um, it's been great, but, you know, I'm done now. So that will be the, you know, the end of the Rocky story is this movie here, which I'm not against. And it was a nice moment uh, to kind of show the passing of the torch. And as much as this movie didn't get me as much as the first one, um, I am still invested in these characters now. And I would like to see where they go from here. I'd be so happy I think they... this is the end right here. Oh, <laughs> it's not a Rocky movie if there's no Rocky in it. Yeah, but I, I do like the Creed characters. I'm, I'll still be in, invested in their adventures going forward. Yeah, I can take it or leave it. Damn. Maybe he could fight Clubber Lang son next time. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch that. It's just it's it's doing <laughs> what is called That'd Star Wars at that point. Yeah. The first one was already basically Star Wars, uh Force Awakens. This one is basically <laughs> the shitty last Jedi. Not definitely not as bad. That movie is straight shit yeah. and ass. Yep. God <laughs> damn that movie's so bad. I can't believe people said that they liked it. Not all yeah. people. A lot of people did not like it, but yeah, it divided people quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I agree. That would be too far. Um, but before we wrap up, there is a... Honestly, the best scene of the whole movie for me is at the end, the kind of final Rocky scene that we get. As much as you could predict that this is what was going to happen with the whole storyline with his son, it's very predictable. But goddamn, if I haven't shed a couple of tears each of the four scenes each of the four times i've seen this movie when it gets to this final scene uh where we finally see rocky getting out of a cab and he goes up to this door and knocks and of course it's his son's home uh his his grandson comes to the door and just like who are you and his you know milo ventimiglia comes around the corner and it's just like shocked to see his father and they have a nice moment they hug and I'm they so happy him. they got him back for this movie, too. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, that was the best part of watching this movie. I was like, I'm so glad they didn't change his son out again. <laughs> yes. That would have been distracting. 
the fact that you at least had that little bit of chemistry between them from Rocky Balboa yeah. really helps a lot uh, in this. And it's just, I, it's such a great scene. It's a very short scene, but it's so emotional, especially when you think about like the real life implications of this, that like Rocky's son in real life, you know, died and they probably weren't on great terms. So the fact that his fictionalized version of himself gets to kind of live out the moment, I'm sure he wishes to death he could have in real life with his real son. It just, it's, I can't imagine how emotional he must have felt doing this scene. And he really does a great job. Like you can really see him trying to not just, you know, completely break down, but kind of trying to keep it together enough. And, but he's clearly like enjoying this moment of, you know, finally trying to reconnect with his son. And it's just, it's a really beautiful scene. I uh, like it a lot. Um, And he says the line about like the little kid, his grandson looking just like, you know, Robert's mother. And he really fucking does. That kid does look a lot like Adrian. Hmm. Like they definitely had very similar kind of facial features. So it's just kind of like, oh man, like it really is an emotional moment for that character. And if that's, I don't know what they're going to do going forward. Wait, uh, obviously, I think you're getting if, confused. His mother isn't Adrian. His mother is Peter from Harrow's no, no. wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it looks anything like Adrian. <laughs> really? The baby? It probably looks like Peter from Hero's wife, which I don't know who that is. Wow. <laughs> what are you talking about? He says that he looks just like his mother. Not Peter yeah. from Hero's mother. I think his wife. No, 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 no. He says, you look just like his mother. And by his, he means his son, Robert. Who would be Adrian? Oh. <laughs> so he said, you look just like your mother. I was like, I don't give a shit about his mother. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't even know if, yeah, I don't even know if Rocky's ever met the mother, <laughs> to be honest. It seems like probably not. Oh, I have to like go and rewatch <laughs> that scene because I definitely didn't pick up on that. I was like, Okay, I thought it was just like a nice like callback, like oh, he said that already once in the movie. Ha ha! He did it again. <laughs> Sing me a new song, Rocky. No, uh, well, yeah. Because even he stops oh. and almost like chuckles at it. It's like, wow, oh, man, I just got done saying that to somebody else who's a little bit closer to me. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter from Heroes. <laughs> no, no, no. He was talking about Adrian. <laughs> So I like that. That was a great moment. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Rocky in the next one. If they're going to just have like, you know, they'll start out the movie at his funeral or something, or some point Donnie will visit his grave, or if they'll just let him be alive and stay with his son. Like maybe that's just what he's, he doesn't want He can't, you know, be there to train Donnie anymore because he's trying to make up for lost time with his son and his grandson and trying to, you know, live out his final years with them which I'm not against that either. Just let him have some, some peace for a couple of years. They'd have to bring it up. Have to constantly have to like up at some point though. It can't <laughs> yeah, be like one of those things up. like, uh, in Batman, the dark Knight rises. It's just like, Oh, we don't talk about the Joker again. It's like, you can't <laughs> do that. That would be dumb, but they could always do something where, you know, like in the first movie, like how Donnie's mom sends him like the package <laughs> with the creed trunks and shit. Like they could just have it like, Oh, 
you're having this big fight. Rocky sent this over for you. <laughs> Creed Trunks. Or he's talk. Yeah. <laughs> or he's talking to him on the phone or something. And you just don't hear the other side of the conversation, but oh. you could do stuff like that. <laughs> oh, hi, Rocky. Wah, 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 wah. No, I totally agree. Wah, wah, wah. But do you agree? Wah, 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 <laughs> I'm glad wah, you're wah, having wah. fun with your son. <laughs> What's that? You have <laughs> Extend to Extend my right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. But all right. Well, there it is. Rocky 2. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> so let's do uh before we get into the general the whole you know franchise as a whole if they're if they are going to make creed 3 which i would imagine they are this one did pretty well um and beyond where do you see them going with it hmm. probably as i saw most of them to the circus <laughs> yes <laughs> The circus on Easter Island. That's the only way I can see this going is them going to the circus. There's just <laughs> no other method, methodology. Me, there's no other way. <laughs> methodology. Uh, like I said, the hard part is going to be like, how do you up this up the, the circus here? Because <laughs> if you look lady. back, like the Rocky movies did such a good job of pacing themselves in a way where it's just like, okay, he's cause they always want it to be this underdog story where the first movie Rocky's just a bum, you know, a very low level fighter who's fighting the fucking champion of the world. Like he doesn't have a shot at this theoretically, but he does a good job. Okay. That's cool. Next movie. They're like, all right, he's got to fight that guy again who already beat him the first time. And now he's fucking mad <laughs> and actually trying. Whereas last time he was like, uh, kind of half-assing it. Didn't think this was going to turn into anything. But so now, oh man, he's definitely the underdog again, because why would he be able to win this time when the guy's actually trying? That's, that's good. They, that was a smart move. Now Next one. Train they, him though. I know it's going to have to be Duke jr. I guess that's why they had him make nice with him in this movie. But that's not enthusiastic at all. <laughs> I know it's not going to be the same. Like Rocky in the corner was just so good. But yeah, like Rocky three, they kind of zoom past all the easy fights because they're like, of course, Rocky's going to win those. And then they have Rocky lose to this new guy, which kind of already makes it, you know, he's going to be the underdog when they have a rematch because this guy already fucking beat the shit out of him in three rounds. So that's a, they did a good job there. Now, Rocky four. How do we make this new guy look tough enough that? Rocky looks like the underdog. I still well, think that Clever Lang was stronger than Drago. <laughs> no, do not agree. But they have him kill Apollo Creed. Obviously, that, you know, you kill his best friend. Kind of, oh, shit, this guy's for real. This guy's tough. He shows no sign of weakness. That's a good job. Rocky looks like the underdog yet again. And from there, they're just like, all right, what do we do? <laughs> we can't do anything else bigger than that, so have him retire, which makes sense. And then of course they have him come back out of retirement when he's super old, which again makes him the underdog because he's fighting this guy who's much, much younger than him and in much better shape. The line. <laughs> so they did a really good job of pacing that, uh, which the Creed movies, it seems like they jumped ahead to the really, really super strong guy. And it's like, how do you, where do you go from here? That makes, that's going to keep, Donnie looking like the underdog in the next one. The only thing that makes sense 
is they have to fight undead Polly. <laughs> or go to the circus. <laughs> or a bunch of monkeys and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those are the only options that make sense to this, this story, so that's where it must go. Uh, but yeah, I guess Duke's going to be the new trainer, which doesn't really excite me because <laughs> it's not like he's done the best job since so far. And uh, it's very going to be a very different corner, I think, uh, with all their black gloves and stuff like that. <laughs> Melinda better be completely deaf this time and hopefully mute. <laughs> Yikes. I don't I'm kind of interested in how that's all going to play out because they were talking about like, oh, yeah, I'm signing with this major label and like I'm going to be up for festivals and all this kind of shit. Like, well, if she's out touring and all this stuff all the time and he's out training and shit, that doesn't really work well. If you have a child, someone's got to be home. Yeah, it's got to be the girl. She's always the one who has (laughs) to make that sacrifice. So I could see that being a source of drama as this goes forward. Yeah. It'd be a sticking point. Somebody's got to stay home. I mean, I guess you could this have movies him called Creed three, not Belinda. <laughs> and it seems like they did a weird thing by having pretty Ricky go to jail. Cause it's like, Oh, you could have had a rematch with him eventually, but is it, I don't know that it's really a good, you know, entertaining thing to have him fight a guy who's been in jail for this for several years and way past his prime. Now, even if he beats him, it's like, what have you won? (laughs) That's true. So it's like, uh, I guess they kind of lost that opportunity unless he's just been fucking working out so much in prison that now he's just a monster. Unless he's got to fight like pretty Ricky Bobby's uh, brother. (laughs) Like, oh, you John my- C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> oh, that would be great if they have John C. Riley play like an old timey 1920s style boxer who time travels to the present. <laughs> I would love That's every second of that. <laughs> got to get a good cheese meter in this one because it's got to break the cheese meter <laughs> Oh, God. That would be amazing. All right. But yeah, I mean, I've heard them float out the idea of him going into the Olympics or something like that, which I mentioned to you before. But that would be kind of cool because you'd have all kind of different colorful characters from different nations and <laughs> funny accents all over the place. And you'd have him fight a bunch of different people. And that'd be kind of cool to have like a tournament setting. Yeah. So that would be interesting and something different that they haven't done yet. True, 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 true. D3, D3. I feel like he needs some friends. <laughs> he doesn't have like a poly or something like that. Nope. Oh, he's got to yeah, have somebody. And he's annoying as all hell in this movie. So, <laughs> yeah, they got to make him a little less whiny. We'll see. Well, and eventually they got to show his brothers and sisters, right? <laughs> no. It's always just him and the mom. Unless he's got to fight his brothers and sisters. that would be amazing (laughs) well anyways we're an hour and 18 minutes into this so let's skedaddle (laughs) oh shit well we got to talk about the franchise overall yep um so overall now that you have seen the rocky movies you're all caught up 
Are you glad that you watched them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I've watched them. Do I like them all? Yeah. Absolutely not. But I'm glad that uh, that I have seen them. Like I said, over time, I've grown to like Rocky more and more. So not the movies, like just the character. <laughs> he is such a great character. He's just so likable and, I don't know, just humble and nice and down to earth. And it's hard to not like the guy. He's just kind of a good dude. Yeah. Good, solid dude. Yeah, for sure. I do like him uh, as a character. Um, but yeah, the franchise overall is good. Um, some movies are bad, but then some movies pick sure. it up. So yeah, I like it. Unlike the, uh, the Friday the 13th movies where I was like, well, you probably shouldn't try to watch too many of these in a row or something like that. Like, honestly, I I do recommend watching these in like a binge style fashion or, you know, at least in a shorter period of time I don't. because they're Oh, I think this is a better continuous story from story to story. I mean, not necessarily you want to sit down and watch them all in one day or something like that, but doing it like we did where you watch one a week, that's a, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. It is crazy to see them age over time though. That is the most bizarre yeah. part about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. They show like the old clips in this movie of like Rocky four and you're just like, Oh man, we're so young. Yep. And handsome. <laughs> if I was a Russian woman, oh. I'd marry you too. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I love these movies quite a bit. Um to me the biggest legacies of these uh probably other than the MCU, this is probably the franchise that gets me the most in like the emotions. Um it really does just kind of touch my heart in a lot of points throughout the series. Um, so, and for that alone, it's always going to have a good place in my heart. Um, the, one of the other big legacies of this movie is the music, uh, pretty much across the board, except for this one, <laughs> the music is all pretty great. Uh, the score is great. The fucking, all the songs in Rocky four are great. I had the tiger, like so much great music has come out of this. Yeah, no, I agree. There's definitely a lot of great music in the entire franchise and I cannot disagree with you with that at all. Yeah, I listen to the soundtrack uh, quite a bit. Many of the songs off of here uh, are just fantastic. Um, and the last part of the legacy I wanted to mention is just this series is kind of my go-to for like anytime we need any kind of inspiration or motivation or any kind of thing like that. Like anytime I got to go through something like all this fucking dental work I've had recently and all the pain associated with that, I'm just like, well, if Rocky can fucking get punched in the noggin by a giant Russian man, then... And I can deal with this. Uh, like I watched Rocky four right before I went to the dentist <laughs> just to fucking gear myself up for it. And would listen to the soundtrack, like in between breaks and stuff like that. So that's another big part to me that I'll always take away from these, this, these movies. It's extreme. Is, you should look for yeah. the true <laughs> heroes in the world and get motivation from them <laughs> instead of people who are acting. <laughs> but they're never that interesting. That's true. They aren't that interesting. And there's no cool story about them. Yeah. I need no, a good story. It is a very long story. But as I said, <laughs> I like uh, I like Rocky, so there's that. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that that came out of this, if nothing else. Indeed. All right. So I have to talk about Marvel here before we go into anything else. Um, oh, boy. We may push into Weird Al next week because we are pushing this podcast quite long. But um, I have a lot to say about what's going on right now um, oh. with a couple of two fun games for Comic you. Comic book news. Boop, boop, boop. 
<laughs> That's the theme song. All right. So first thing I wanted to talk about is I finally got in the loop with this Captain Marvel thing. Um, I've watched quite a few videos and tried to figure <laughs> out exactly what's going on with Captain Marvel and all these weird shenanigans. Um, the biggest thing that I find very shocking is Rotten Tomatoes. Have you heard any of the oh. stuff with Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes is now basically uh, – it has lost so much credibility. Like a lot of people would go to Rotten Tomatoes to get you know the ranking and not just like just random people's rankings. But there was – it was ranked on a couple different ways from a critic's ranking to an audience ranking to even a watch – uh, a, a watch ranking or something like that. It, 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 yeah, had, they're before a movie would come out, they would have a score where it's just like, how many people want to see this? What's yeah, the percentage of people that want to see this versus don't? Yeah, uh, the want to see ranking, the audience ranking, and then the critics ranking. So uh, there was such a low percentage. The last copied <laughs> percentage on the want to see was at twenty three or something like that percent. So Rotten Tomatoes just completely removed that from their site now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's gone. Uh, so then at that point, a lot of people were already talking about that and the movie had just come out this last week and a lot of reviewers went to go see it. And a lot of people started seeing it on Thursday and Friday, of course. And there was 54,000, uh, reviews and, and this on the audience side. Now the critics yeah. at this point, I think Thursday nights, uh, possibly it was either Thursday night or Friday night. I can't remember, but I think it was Thursday night. Uh, the critics' score was 82%, and it was expected to drop. And then the audience It score, was before when they were doing, like, the early screenings. I think it was up, like, 90% or, like, 89, yes. somewhere like that, and it dropped precipitously at 82. <laughs> yeah, um, but there was 54,000 reviews on the audience side already at this point now because, obviously, with it coming out, a lot of people were jumping on the computer and yep. uh, bashing it. Now, a lot of people – there's, and I don't agree with the whole giving it a 1 or giving it a 10 thing. A lot of – from what I've understood is this movie is definitely not a 10, and it's definitely not a 1. Um, mm. Well, I don't think it's a one. <laughs> it's closer to one than oh, you well, yeah, I, I think it's definitely – I bet it's definitely lower. It's definitely less than average, but I don't think that it's a one. I think out of movies that are ones would probably be the uh, – oh, boy. What do we go with on here? Um, hmm. Probably Lake <laughs> Placid Legacy. That was a one. <laughs> That was unwatchable, and I paid money for that, and I had to stop watching it because it was so damn bad. Um, that's a one. Um, okay. But movies like that, that's, that's where the bar is at the ones. But basically, what I'm getting at here is, uh, I believe, Friday morning – or no, it was, it was, it was for Thursday. Late, Friday, Friday, or late Thursday night, Rotten Tomatoes had removed 50,000 50, yeah. reviews – and I should say that the, the the audience score was at thirty six percent. They removed. 50. I saw it at thirty three at one point. Oh yeah, no, it's it's definitely really low. I think actually you might be right. Maybe it was at thirty three. Um, it was at thirty three percent. They moved fifty thousand reviews in hopes to bring that number up, and it never moved. It still stayed <laughs> at thirty thirty three percent, even with the fifty thousand gone. So then, of course, the next day happens. Even more people have seen it. It it just kept rising up. <laughs> To like 72,000 at this point, and it stayed at the 30,000s, and then they removed a shit ton more reviews and brought it up to 56. I think it was only at like 
4,000 reviews now, and now it's at 56. And it's like, okay, well, now hold on. What the fuck is going on? So mm-hmm. at this point, I would say that Rotten Tomatoes has lost almost all of their credibility. There is no more credibility with them since they can nope. just go in and basically remove what they want to basically give Marvel what they want to see. Um, I don't know yeah, what's I don't going understand on there. Why, what's, in, what's in it for them? Like they're so it's that they be can money. get exclusives or something, money or promotion or something. But either way, uh, they've done such a poor job, and so many people are monitoring at this point. Yeah, yeah there was a guy that I saw uh, talking about it, and he wrote three different reviews. And the reason he did three was because every previous one had been deleted. Wow. And he says, "I'm not here to bash the movie. I don't think it's a good movie, and I'm trying to put that in there." But they're removing it. I'm not giving it a one. I'm giving it a four. But they're removing it. Jesus. So it's insane to hear all this crazy shit. Now, of course, now yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, I, uh, the critic score is going down. The last time I saw it, I think it was last night. And it's already at 79%. Yeah. Um, so uh, the movie is ta- definitely taking a doo-doo. Um, but you know what's scary, though, is that with that whole Fox deal, like Disney is going to be even bigger now. They're mm-hmm. going to fucking end up owning everything. And then we're just going to be force fed this bullshit where they just take out everyone's opinion. Yep. Because they're going to own everything. Yep. It's, it's very scary right now as far as how people are going to see things. Um, I think this is going to be something that a lot of people will remember though. Uh, It's a very controversial. I've already heard rumors that they're already trying to recast Brie Larson because of the whole controversy before the movie (laughs) even came out. Um, She's, she's being, and I already heard the I've heard not only her interview where she's talking about the you know the whole white male and you know I'm not bashing on white people but uh, I've heard that <laughs> and then I've heard a lot of interviews with people or just blogs of people saying why that interview was so bad on Brie Larson's mm-hmm. part and a lot of it does make sense it's like yes she is being very sexist I'm not yeah. ta- I'm not saying I hate white people but there's just too many of them <laughs> Well, hold on a second. Well, I'm not going to get into this whole thing because I can go on for hours about this. Yeah, thing. I mean, all you have to do is replace white male with any other gender or sex and say the exact same thing and see how racist, uh, sexist that sounds. <laughs> right. Like, if you're just like, oh, I don't want black women to see my movie. It's not for them. Like, you would be fucking crucified. Oh, yeah. It, it's insane. That's super racist and super sexist. Yep. It's 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 just insane. Um. Well, that's the thing is what a lot of people are saying is like she shouldn't have brought up race. It should be like more or less a motivational speech to bring more colored people into the educational portion. The reason there's so many white people is because that's what they were educated for. They decided to go into this field where black people were like, well, maybe it's almost like saying, how come? Well, uh, there's just too many black people in sports. Let's make sure that there's more white people in sports. Yeah. Now. That's pretty racist. It is. That's straight it's a meritocracy. <laughs> the reason that that's, that it, it is like that is you, you you choose the best out of the bunch and then that's how it goes. That yeah. it's not it's not racist to have a bunch of ple- black people in there. They're better than most white people. And I'm not saying white people are better in the movies, but they've chosen these critics to do the uh to, to the ratings and the reviews and the the awards. It, yep. it, there is no if ands buts about it. I think I don't think their racism or racism is completely out of America today. Obviously, that's still going on, but I don't think it's as widespread as a lot of people make it out to be. And I'm all for a complete balance, but 
in the proper ways. You don't put yeah. black people into something that one maybe they don't want to do just so right? we can have a mixture of races in in a certain group. That just that's not how it works. We're not going to force all these people to become doctors because there's an overrun amount of Asians being doctors. No, it's it, you choose the best. You do right. It, it, there's already you do what you want to do. If you don't want to do this job, you don't have to do this job because we need more of you. Right, that's dumb. That's antithetical to what everyone wants. Right. Plus nowadays. Everybody can do film review. Like there's barely any newspapers left anymore. So it's not like you have to get hired as one of those. Like everyone just does their own movie reviews on the internet and whoever is the best at it or is the most popular, they win out in the end because a lot of people are doing it. It's all just, if you can get people to watch you. So (laughs) it's all who people want to see. I'm sure plenty of, there's no barrier to entry. So if you're a minority and you want to do it, you can do it. (laughs) Very much so. Very much so. Like some of the top reviewers, uh, even on YouTube, we have Angry Joe, who does a lot of huge review movie reviews. Jeremy Johns is another one. Uh, I can't remember that other guy's name. Um, he's just like, Jeremy Johns is like, I feel uh, like Nemesis. Chris Stuckman? Yep, that's him. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, but these are like the top rated people on YouTube. What? That's racist. There's not that many black people. No, there's plenty of black people, but these are the most watched <laughs> because these are the people that people want to see. The reason why a lot of people like Jeremy uh, Johns is because his not only his reviews are quick, but he chops all of his stuff so it gets straight to the point. There is no dead space. Mm-hmm. Everything's just bah, 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 and then seven minutes later, he's already rating the movie, if not less. That's why a lot yeah. of people like him. Where you can watch an Angry Joe or even Jeremy Stockman – or. Uh, whatever his name is, uh, basically, Baxter Stockman, yeah, Baxter Stockman, basically <laughs> just do their reviews where you get more of a, uh, uh, more in depth. And there's other people like there, like the black, uh, the black nerd, I think his name is, yeah, he does a lot yeah. of reviews and stuff like that. And I, I even yeah, watch, he's a lot very of popular, very yeah. popular. Uh, but there's not a lot of black nerds. Well, that's because there doesn't need to be a lot of black birds because there's that. Like, how many people are going to do the same thing? I'm not going to do movie reviews. And pro- Kevin watches more movies than <laughs> I've ever met anybody watch, and he's not doing movie reviews. Yeah, should he could <laughs> he can easily do it, but the the market is just so damn crowded. Even though yeah, I would, it's like, very saturated. Listen. I would just love to listen <laughs> to Kevin's reviews, though. That's all I really want. <laughs> Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. We're talking about Spice Girls again. I'm just going to review Spice World every week. (laughs) Good. Um, But yeah, so basically (laughs) I wanted to do a couple games here because I want to test Kevin's knowledge on the MCU universe here real quick. Oh, good. Here we go. By the way, before we end the show, I do want to give my review of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, we will. We will. (laughs) We will. Because I want to know what it is here in a second. Actually, you know what? Screw it. Let's go right into it. Go right into your oh, I want to play the game. Talking. I want to see what this is. Okay. All right. We're just <laughs> well, talking we're about Captain subject. Marvel. Yeah. Well, this is still the, MC, the MCU game. Um, so we're going to go – we're going we're gonna to do the top 10 uh, highest grossing MCU mm-hmm. movies. And then we're going to do the top 10 rated, not from Rotten Tomatoes, obviously, because that's obviously <laughs> a horse shit of a trusted. site. Uh, but off of IMDb uh, – rankings so we're gonna see how how much you know as far as grossing and then how much you think people know in, hmm. in a ranking so what would oh you think i'm gonna give you uh oh man i don't know if i want to do multiple choice but what do you think number 10 would be in the highest grossing movies i'll give you uh two or um, you can give me two answers and i'll tell you whether or not they're wrong 
<laughs> I mean, this is hard to try to think back on what would be number 10. Yeah, it is hard. And um, obviously, it's going to get easier the closer we get to one. I mean, I know what number one is. Uh, let's see. Number 10. Mm. Let's see. I'm going to say number 10 is. You get two guesses. Mm. What about the first Iron Man? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yes. <laughs> All right. That was shockingly great. <laughs> I can't believe I got that. All right. <laughs> I hope the rest of the nine go your way. Here we go. Number nine. What do you think it is? Number nine. Uh, I will say that that is. Uh, how about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Nope. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Nope, it was Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> 1. First wow, one. I thought that would be higher. No, I think it was because what would probably happen was is not a lot of people knew what it was at the time. Yeah, that's true. I remember it did have a big opening for whatever month it came out, like August or September, which usually doesn't do a lot of business. Yeah, probably. Did pretty well. Oh, I should state, so uh, Iron Man... Uh, Total worldwide gross was five hundred and eighty-five million. Wow! Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy again. Total worldwide gross seven hundred and seventy-three million. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> All right, number eight. All right, number eight. Number uh, eight. I'm gonna say is Thor Ragnarok. Nope. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Nope. It was <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming with $880 million. Damn, damn. All right. All right, number seven. I almost keep saying the name of the movie instead of the number. <laughs> I'm about to say the name of the movie. That would make this a lot easier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> number seven. Uh, I will say number seven is... Thor Ragnarok. Nope. Damn. Uh, Winter Soldier. Nope. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Two. Obviously, at this uh. point, it got a lot more popularity, so it definitely did better in the box office with an eight hundred and sixty-three worldwide gross million. That is hmm. number six. I almost said it again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was actual trivia questions about the movies themselves. Yeah, well, I'd do much better. I almost want to give you hints, but it's just like if I give you a hint, it's like, all right, Guardians of the Galaxy, you missed that one. All right, uh, it's a space themed <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say that this has to be where Thor Ragnarok is. Nope. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it's on this list because you'll get it one uh, of these times. All right, I'm gonna go Winter Soldier. Ooh, no, close though. It is Captain America's Civil War with $1.1 billion. That's a lot of moolah. I would have thought that made more than Winter Soldier. Or else Winter Soldier just did a lot worse than I expected and is not even in the top 10. 
Uh, which is a crime, if that's true. It's not a crime. That movie was garbage. All right, number five. Oh. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Nope, I will give you one hint. This <laughs> one is shocking. Oh, man. Um, Shocking. Not to the literal Iron tense. Man 3. Yes. Nice oh, pull. Right. With $1.2 billion. That's crazy how well this movie I like did. That. I like that movie. That's, that's a, a good, good movie. I didn't think it was that great. but I yeah. think that's because you know later on, it's later in the series. Yeah. So people are like, got to see it now. Yep. That's what I'm thinking too. All righty. Number four. Number four. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I know what numbers one and two are. I'm going to say Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I'm just nope. going to guess for everyone. Nope. <laughs> oh, shit. I've, oh, shit. Of course, I'm forgetting the obvious ones. Uh, this will be Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes, with $1.4 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Next one, number three. Let's say this is the first Avengers. With $1.5 billion, that is correct. All right. That's crazy that this one did better than Age of Ultron. <laughs> I know, that is weird. I loved Age of Ultron. Number two. But, yeah, this I know. This is stupid Black Panther. It's not. It what? is. What? Not Black Panther. Is this updated? <laughs> yes. Um. Infinity War? It is Infinity War. What? Which... Black Panther made more than Infinity War? It did. I remember when it broke. It was all... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Yes, it did. That's... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know Infinity War had, like, the, had the bigger opening weekend. It's still the champion. Oh, they have it by domestic gross. That's what it is. They have it oh. by domestic gross is what it's rated, which is weird because. Yes, correct. Black Panther is number two, technically domestic gross. Uh, or um, with. Uh, uh, God damn it. Hold on. Let me start that over. <laughs> Black Panther made more domestically. Than Infinity War worldwide. Infinity War made more than black panther oh okay that makes more sense at least the rest of the world isn't stupid correct <laughs> the rest of the world is not stupid to the point to where worldwide even let's see age of ultron even beat black panther black panther <laughs> only got 1.3 billion i mean when i say only i mean that's still pretty yeah. damn impressive but <laughs> That's still like seven times as much as Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth. All right. Now we're going to do the top 10 uh, rated movies in the MCU universe. And I don't know what these are at all. I'm starting here at 10. This is off IMDb. What do you think number 10 is? Again, I'll give you a kind of a hint. This is shocking. Wow. Well, I know it's not Thor the Dark World, <laughs> at least not on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know about this IMDb crazy scale. Um, I can't use Rotten Tomatoes anymore. It's rotten. I'll say Captain America, the first Avenger. No. 
Ant-Man? No. Again, this <laughs> one was shocking. Black Panther with a 7.5. Oh. Well, I'm glad it's not number one, so that's good. It's making me think that IMDb <laughs> has more realistic rating. Because everybody that I've talked to said that Black Panther was an okay movie, but not worth the hype. It's way nope. overhyped. And this, to me, sounds like more realistic actual rating than Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, although from what I hear, like I've heard, I think like every movie on IMDb is between like six and seven and a half. <laughs> like there's not a whole lot of range. You never get a whole lot of like, oh, this one's a two. That's probably true, which is probably more <laughs> more likely anyways. Actually, let me see real quick because I think number 20 on all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's the Incredible Hulk with a 6.8. So. <laughs> Yeah, not a whole lot of range there. That's fine. All right, moving on to number nine. I almost said the name of it again. Nine. <laughs> uh, I will say number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Nope. Hmm. We volume 1? Nope. You cannot think of these movies, at least from the first two, as being highest grossing. This is the one that people like the most. And it's Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, people like those. Oh, True. Wow. But I've also heard nothing but... Yeah, you're thinking like down the line. I bet that those are probably somewhere down there. But I've heard nothing but amazing things about Doctor Strange. I've seen Doctor Strange. I love this movie. But mm-hmm. All right. And that was with the 7.5. Moving on to number eight. Ah, uh, number eight. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Nope. <laughs> uh spider-man homecoming nope guardians of the galaxy volume two with a 7.7 7. oh i should have kept my guess from the last one yep yes you should have <laughs> all right number seven mm, let's say thor ragnarok nope Uh, Iron Man. Nope. Civil War. Captain America Civil War with a 7.8. Okay. Number six. Uh, First Guardians of the Galaxy. Nope. Um, Age of Ultron. Nope. The people did agree with you. Winter Soldier's on here. Oh, yes. I thought 7.8. People love that one. Oh, I hate that movie. It's so bad. Oh, it's so good. All right. Number <laughs> five. Uh, Iron Man. Nope. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Thor Ragnarok. You should have just said Damn that. <laughs> should have just spammed that every time. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok with a 7.9. Damn it. Number All four. Right. Now it's got to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Nope. Uh, Iron Man? Yes! Yes! Got Iron Man. Number four with a 7.9. All right. Number three. Uh, Number three is Avengers. Which one? First one. No. Age of Ultron? Nope. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm always just slightly <laughs> off kilter. Yeah. With an 8.1. <laughs> All 
All right, number oh, two. Okay. Uh, Avengers, first one. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Avengers with an 8.1. And now number one. Infinity War. That is correct. Infinity War yeah. is number one. Well done. Bam, 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 bam. All right. Nice job. All right. Well, let's go into the Captain Marvel review. Let's hear it. Let's hear the travesty. All right. So I finally got to see it yesterday. Went in the morning time. It's a fairly packed house. And honestly, it was one of the quietest Marvel movies I've ever been in because it was not the usual joyous, you know, laughter and clapping and all that kind of shenanigans going on. It was uh, a very somber affair in there because it did not seem very enjoyable whatsoever. Um, We'll get to the the terrible feministic angles of this movie, which were just awful. But even more than that, the problem with this movie is it is so goddamn boring. So I've heard. <laughs> so boring. Like at no point did I ever care about anything. <laughs> Not even Nick Fury, who I normally love, like his whole storyline was dumb and he was wasted in this movie like he was trying to give a performance but it was just they gave him nothing to work with nothing at all uh the movie opens up on the Cree homeworld uh where we get our first intro to carol danvers who is just the worst like of a terrible movie every time she the main character was on screen i was like oh can we cut to somebody else (laughs) somebody more interesting because she was so bland. Yeah, I've heard I, that I too. could not stand her. <laughs> but yet that didn't stop them from having like scenes with like, oh, her best friend being like, but you're so smart and so funny. Um, wh- How is she funny? <laughs> I don't think she's had a single joke this entire movie. <laughs> so you explain to me how she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it was so painful. So they go off on a mission uh, from the from the beginning onto you know, this alien planet. It's like, oh, this is going to be cool and Star Warsy, right? Except the whole planet's just covered in like a poo brown smog. So it's like, oh, how exciting. <laughs> this could not be any more boring if I had planned it. It's like uh, of all the cool planets you could have had, like you just landed on this planet where you can't even see anything. Just the look of this movie was awful. Because of poo gas. (laughs) That's pretty much what it was. And from there, it just continues like that. We're just like, I don't care about any of this. And they kind of slowly work back like Deadpool style and like telling her backstory. as She gradually comes to learn it. And plot twist, none of it's interesting. (laughs) So they keep building up to, oh, man, the mystery of her past, except it's not interesting. They pretty much telegraph all of it anyway. So it's not like it's even a surprise, let alone an interesting surprise. But basically, we the audience have already figured it out long before she does. So it's like, why should I care? (laughs) Why? (laughs) She's not a compelling character whatsoever. Um, She is annoying in just about every way. The the things that this, I guess, attempts to add to canon are just awful. 
um, including some very confusing things where apparently Nick Fury and Agent Coulson are already with S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, if you remember the first Iron Man, they didn't even have, they hadn't even coined the word S.H.I.E.L.D. yet because they were a new agency. <laughs> hmm. They were the strategic hazard, you know, intervention, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're still working on that name. We're a new agency. So that kind of seems to throw out that continuity altogether. <laughs> I'm glad that, that you have a great memory because, one, I would never remember <laughs> that. But, two, that's so bizarre. Nick remembered it as well. We, we, we bitched about it to each other last night. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's so dumb. <laughs> uh, we get the, uh, the long-awaited secret of what happened to Nick Fury's eye. Oh, what was it? The cat scratched him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What what a what a thrilling element to add in there. But it's a space cat who has like tentacles in its mouth, but seems to its scratch just seems to be regular cat. <laughs> That's what happened to his eye. <laughs> Let's move on. Who I don't know who came up with this. The whole script, it was just terrible. It was directed badly. It felt like a bad episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not an actual theatrical movie. At no point did this feel like something that needed to be told. Um, It was just painful to get through. (laughs) None of the characters were at all interesting. They had her have this best friend and a daughter which they eventually spend a, a lot of time on their farm and shit like that. And you're just like, I don't care about any of these people. I don't care. <laughs> and then she makes a big deal about getting her best friend to come with her on this mission to space. It's like, why? She's, <laughs> she's just a fucking like pilot lady. You don't need her. She has no powers. She can't even fight. Why are you fighting so hard to bring her along? Yes. Have her abandon her daughter so she can come with you when she adds nothing. <laughs> it's preposterous uh the entire thing is just shit um the uh let's see so it ends i'll spoil it they uh you know you think the scrolls are the bad guys the whole time because they are bad guys normally but no it turns out the scrolls are just trying to you know the kree blew up their home world they're not that bad they're just trying to find a new home world they're they're good guys which doesn't sound like the scrolls at all but okay um really if anything they're both kind of portrayed as bad guys in the comics where you know they're at war with each other but they're both assholes essentially (laughs) these two sides are both you know being dicks about it but the scrolls have tried to invade the earth you know in the comics multiple times but no in this they're the good guys so captain marvel goes off with them at the end to try to find them a new home world and try to stop the kree and then she shows up in the post credit scene uh, after, you know, getting her call from Fury. They, the one part of this movie I actually cared about, they showed the, uh, the Avengers a little bit. Like, they're, they're, uh, they're looking around. They're looking at the, uh, the beeper. They've apparently found the beeper, uh, I guess, after they found Fury's ashes among everyone else's. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they've got it transmitting, but it dies. And they're like, oh, no, start it back up. Like, like we don't even know what it does, though. And like uh, Black Widow's just kind of like, well, Fury did. So we got to we got to get it going again. So they're trying to fix it. 
And all of a sudden, up from behind them comes Captain Marvel. Just be like, where's Fury? And now it's been more than 20 years. She looks exactly the same. Yep. She did not age like fucking Stallone and Drago. (laughs) (laughs) She looks completely the same. They didn't even try to age her up. (laughs) It's like, oh, God. (laughs) So if she's going to be the turning point of this battle against Thanos, I'm going to be so mad. They need to, like, relegate her to the tiniest role possible. I heard she's supposed to be becoming the new face of Marvel. I heard once Chris Evans leaves, like, she's supposed (sighs) to be the new face. At least that's what I've I mean, heard on the news. Yeah, I mean, that seems like that's the way they want to go, which is a terrible, terrible mistake. She signed <laughs> a contract I don't think for like eight more movies. Around. Oh, God, why? Why are there even <laughs> eight need... more movies? <laughs> <laughs> they need to get rid of her. I would cast Jessica Roth from the Happy Death Day movies immediately. <laughs> she is fucking great. She has personality. She can do humor. She can do drama. She can do anything. And she's blonde and looks just like Captain Marvel. It would be a great match. Fucking get rid of Brie Larson. Get Jessica Roth in there <laughs> right now. That would do wonders for this. She would fit in great with the rest of the Avengers. You have to re like write how the character has been written, though, because she just comes off as fucking an uncharismatic idiot. Well, let's get into the, the nitty gritty. So we've gotten the movie. Heard a lot of spoilers, got a lot of good stuff out of it. <laughs> was there anything actually before we move on to the, the nasty bits? Because uh, we're reaching two hours at this point, but that's fine. Um, yeah, we'll are, be a little bit long. This. Um, are the, was there anything? Did you find any enjoyment out of this at all? No, that's the biggest problem is like this movie more so than ever before made me wish like I wish they would kind of stop with the comic book movies for a while. <laughs> I was just like, I'm kind of done. Like, I'm not enjoying any part of this. There are pretty much no jokes. Um, There's maybe one or two attempts, but they fall completely flat. Um, It was just painful to get through. This was the one movie where, like, from the beginning, like 15 minutes in, I would just start checking my watch and be like, oh, my God. Just based on where this movie has to get to, there's so much left to go in this movie, and I can't stand it. I just want to skip to the end credit scenes. That's really all I care about. Um, and honestly, that was the the only thing worthwhile in the entire movie. And then even the one after the, you know, all the credits, the final end credit scene was just the cat throwing up the Tesseract. So it's just like a minute of this cat. going. Eh. <laughs> And then the Tesseract pops out of him like, oh, great. That was that was so worth staying for. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, even like I said, Fury, they the stupid thing with his eye was just atrocious. And the rest of the time, like it was just uninteresting. It was just like, I don't care about any of this again. If they could have gave him some cool lines to say or something like that, it would have been fine. But they gave him nothing to work with, nothing at all. I heard he the just CGI kind of like was good. I heard the CGI with him was really good. How they made him look younger. Oh sure, sure, yeah, that was fine. He definitely did look younger. Coulson, I didn't feel like they did much at all. Like he still even had somewhat receding of hair. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't seem to really try much on him. But I definitely didn't notice, you know, the Samuel L. Jackson stuff at all. He looked great. Yeah, which um, is good. Yeah. I just I wish they would have let him be more Samuel L. Jackson, I guess, <laughs> instead of just bumbling kind of I'm just here to 
to help you, Captain Marvel. Like, uh, it hurts like a weird really buddy cop movie. Yeah, except not, scenes. not good buddy cops. <laughs> I mean, one of the buddy cops is just completely a fucking piece of wood. So <laughs> it's almost like Tom Hanks and Wilson, the volleyball, except I cared more about Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's and then once we get to the actual agenda of this movie, which they will not stop shoving in your face, despite the fact that the plot of this movie doesn't have anything to do with it. Like this isn't a, like they're trying to fight the Cree because they're a bunch of sexists. No, that has nothing to fucking do with this movie. <laughs> so why jam all this stuff in there? It doesn't fit thematically with the movie at all. It's just shoved in there to be shoved in there. That's it entirely. Which, as a comic book fan, this made me the most angry. So in the comic books, there was the original Captain Marvel, who was uh, a member of the Kree called Marvel. Um, on Earth, he came to infiltrate Earth and joined the army basically as like this Walter Lawson guy. And he was a scientist, you know, working with the U.S. government and trying to infiltrate us. But he eventually learned, you know, oh, man, we shouldn't do this. These Earthlings are good people. Like, let's not do this. But so he betrayed his own kind, essentially, to protect Earth and became a superhero and fought for Earth tons of times and bonded with Rick Jones and all this stuff. So he was a big time Marvel superhero for a long time. Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, came about because she was basically uh, one of the military people who was working with him. They kind of were love interests for a little bit. And at one point they got in some kind of a battle and there was some kind of beam went off and copied his powers onto her essentially. So she also had the same powers and she became Miss Marvel. And eventually Captain Marvel died of cancer and years, years, years later, very recently in the comics, did she actually change her name to Captain Marvel? So this movie does have the character of Marvel in it. But it's now an old white woman. <laughs> yeah. They uh, completely just shit on one of the actual staple characters of Marvel Comics that people actually liked. And, oh, now he's an old white lady. That's, that's just great. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um... There's like the Cree Supreme Intelligence is this cool, like floating head in like a bubble, like this green bubble, kind of like Zordon, like a green Zordon almost. Mm -hmm. But we never get to see that. It's just like, oh, it appears to you as whatever you want to see. So it just kind of appears as, you know, the old white lady a couple of times. It's like, I would rather see the head in the bottle. That would be cool looking. <laughs> this movie takes everything that, you know, from the comics and just shits on it. Just shits on it. Uh, but then on to the, uh, the agenda of this movie, which you will not stop shoving in your face, which doesn't even make sense because there'll be like, like some guy like, uh, hitting on her or whatever. And she'll just, he'll just be like, Oh, come on, smile, sweetie. And she'll just like steal his motorcycle. And it's like, Oh good. You really showed him. And then like, they keep telling her, uh, her, you know, Jude Law's character, her like trainer guy from the Cree keeps telling her, you got to keep your emotions in check. She never shows any kind of emotion throughout the entire movie. Not a single one. She's just a complete blank. So they'll keep saying, keep your emotions in check. 
but she doesn't have any. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So this is a 90s movie, but other than one little Nirvana song at one point, all the music, 90s music by female artists. That's important. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Can't have no stupid men in here. Yep. Um, the all the flashbacks to her past, literally all of them are just like men shitting on her. Apparently, all of them. So this is all that's ever happened in her life of any importance. Is <laughs> she's trying to climb the rope, and the fucking guys in the military are like, "You can't do it. You're a stupid girl." Why do you think they call it a cockpit? Uh. And she's like riding go-karts and flips the thing over because she's stupid. And then is like upset that her dad's mad at her. <laughs> and says something about like, you let him drive. What the fuck are you doing here? This movie will not stop fucking showing this shit. Like, has she had nothing else in her life <laughs> of any worthwhile that she has to only remember these things? These minor inconveniences that just show men as fucking assholes. <laughs> Maybe like, oh, her family, you know, her friends, something like that. No. <laughs> nope. It's just hatred of men. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. It was just brutal. And so basically, even though she is from Earth, she comes back to Earth thinking she's, you know, a Cree and a fish out of water. But do they do anything fun with that? Like, oh, she doesn't understand these are things like a fucking episode of <laughs> uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, where she doesn't understand funny things and she's all kind of mis, you know, miscommunications and all this stuff. Anything like that? No, <laughs> no, she's just whatever. Just ignorant. <laughs> Could have been ignorant to the ways of the earth, but instead she knows all of it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Makes it's, sense uh, to me. Yeah, it was just bad from beginning to end like me and nick were talking and i think there's nothing really on the slate after spider-man far from home um they haven't announced anything they're not working on anything that we can tell so hopefully they're taking a break for a while uh i'm i'm hoping because <laughs> that would be nice at this point i'm kind of getting to the point where i can understand why people are getting sick of comic book movies. I'm still excited for Endgame, um although I hope they keep the Captain Marvel to a minimum cuz every time she's on screen it's just death. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, after that I would I would be more than happy to see them take a break for a while. So on a scale of 10 to Lake Placid Legacy, where does this fall? <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, I guess Lake Placid Legacy is pretty bad. No, I haven't seen it, but I imagine it's pretty bad. But I probably could give it more than a three. That's probably as high as I would go. Because at no point was it at all interesting. This is by far the worst MCU movie. Um, I don't even think there's a debate on that. (laughs) Dang, even better than Incredible Um, Hulk. Yeah, I like Incredible Hulk. That movie's all right. It's not the best, but it's fine. It's at least entertaining, which you can't even say about this one. So <laughs> that's something like, honestly, I can't see myself buying this one when it comes out on DVD because I don't know why I'd want to revisit this ever. <laughs> Damn, that's going to be the only one you don't have. I know, but I just 
it, it's got nothing in it. <laughs> Not even like a moment where you're just like, oh, that was cool. Like literally nothing. <laughs> she doesn't even do much for most of the movie. Like she kind of has her blasts a little bit, but she doesn't really like learn like, oh, how powerful she is till the last like 15 minutes. Most of it's just on the farm talking or sneaking around some government office thing. It's, it's so boring. Dang. <laughs> so, so boring. So I can't recommend it to anyone. Uh, and Nick was on the same page, <laughs> even though he went in knowing none of the controversy behind it. He was still just like, yeah, that was trash. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's rough times. That's bad. It's not a good. Yeah. Sign. So I sign. completely understand why people would be downvoting it on Rotten Tomatoes. It's fucking ridiculous. That they would get rid of those fucking ratings. Yep. What's the point of having a service that collates people's ratings if you're just going to throw out the ones you don't like? Well, I think that their concern, and I'm not trying to defend Rotten Tomatoes by any stretch of the imagination, because I think uh, what they're doing is complete horse shit. But I think their concern is there's <laughs> a lot of trolls out there. But the biggest problem is, is this is opening weekend. People are leaving ratings and reviews, and they're deleting them all. Whether they think they're trolling or not, most of the bad ratings, or it seems like almost all of the bad ratings, are getting deleted. Yeah. And if people truly think that way, sorry, your vote's going to be removed. Like yeah, it sounds which like is you insane. you're giving it an honest 3 out of 10. And maybe to some people that might be lower, but maybe to other people that might be higher, but either way, that's your vote and it's not like you're trolling, but your review or rating would be removed from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, on Fandango, disgusting. they ask me like every time, you know, "Hello, hey, rate your experience or whatever." And I gave it like a one on their five star scale. I'm sure that didn't go anywhere because <laughs> I'm trolling, even though it just was not a good movie. Yep. The world <laughs> is a disgusting place nowadays. Let's move to Ireland. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens there. Nope, unless just there's potatoes a potato and beer. famine. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All righty. Well, I think we got enough for today for sure. We got plenty of time. You got plenty to listen to. Um, this has been a, a, a great episode, a spectacular episode of the original Janksters. And I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip your tip and have a great rest of your weekend. Goodbye. <laughs> Everything's coming up mill